الحمد لله رب العالمين وصلى الله تبارك وتعالى وسلم على سيدنا محمد وعلى اله وصحبه وبعد السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته ما شاء الله we by Allah Taala's fadl have reached this Mubarak 14th night of Ramadan the night of the second Jumu'ah of Ramadan may Allah Subhanahu wa Ta'ala give us from its barakah and its nur amin May Allah Ta'ala give us tawfiq. Uh, these Jumu'ahs are only four this year, uh, and they are not five. And uh, it behooves us to take benefit in these Mubarak nights and the days that follow them, and to not waste uh, any time or any breath therein. Uh, the only thing a person will regret is the good that they didn't do uh, in such Mubarak nights. So we continue our reading from uh, Azur Sheikh uh, Zakaria, Sheikh al-Hadith, Kandlawi Rahimahullah Ta'ala Wa'ala Allahu Darajatihi Amin The great and renowned Shaykh al-Hadith of the Madhahir al-Ulum in Saharanpur the Khalifa of Mawana Rashid Ahmed Gangohi through his Khalifa Hazrat Shaykh Khalil Ahmed Saharan Puri. Mulana Zakari is a very interesting individual. He left behind uh, a number of works, um, both in terms of his writings, uh, like this, uh, like this book, or like his commentary, the Ojaz al-Masalik on the Muatta of Imam Malik, like his uh, commentary in Urdu on the uh, Shemail of Imam Tirmidhi, like his compiling work uh, for the notes on Abu Dawood of his Sheikh Mulan Khalil Ahmed. Um, and also he left behind a number of men, uh, a number of great men uh, who were his uh, Khulafa. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala uh, give us the tawfiq of benefiting from those who are still around. Um, I met, an, uh, by, uh, by Allah's fadl, I had the honor of meeting a number of them, several of whom have passed from this world. Um, who I can think of uh, to this day that, that's with us is Moana Bilal Bawa, uh, who um, is in the north of England. And uh, uh, mashallah, a number of the Mashaikh from Saharanpur um, came and were involved in the various efforts of Islam in uh, England and in South Africa. In England, um, in particular, Moana Yusuf Mutala, Rahimahullah Tabarak wa Ta'ala, the founder of the Darulum in Berry. I had the honor of trying to meet him once. Uh, I went to uh, a gathering in the Azhar Academy and uh, uh, just in line to shake hands. Um, it was so long, just through seniority, there was no way I could have gotten to it because uh, I was way down the line. Mufti Abdurrahman Mangera, he was I think like 17 in line by seniority uh, to meet the Sheikh. And uh, uh, I, hadn't, I didn't have a dream, so I just kind of said salam from afar. Alhamdulillah, and you know, my disposition has always been not to bug the Sheikh or to kind of fanboy, fangirl uh, the Mashaykh. Uh, why? Because the maqsood of the tariqah is the love of Allah Ta'ala, uh, not the love of the creation. And uh, every other human, every other you know, created thing, every other human being suffers from the weakness that comes with being created, like you and me. Uh, and in, in having mercy on that 
is a great wasila uh, and means to getting Allah's love. So I always tried not to bother the mashaykh. I always tried not to ask, ask stupid questions. I always tried not to uh, bother them or, uh, you know, lick the cookie dough off of the size of the bowl. Uh, uh, but like in the human interaction uh, uh, analog thereof, I always tried to be helpful. I always tried to smile. I always tried to, you know, and not just hang out and be like the 117th person to shake hands uh, when you see that the sheikh's obviously tired or whatever. I always tried to be like that uh, with the mashaykh. And uh, um, Alhamdulillah, mashallah, by Allah's fadl, it's paid off. Maybe, you know, so we don't distract tonight's majlis from our, our reading from the Tazgira Mashaykh of Chisht, the remembrance and the recountance of the Mashaykh of Chisht of Hazrat Sheikh. I, 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 I'll limit myself just to this, um, to, to this one tangent that uh, Mulana Yusuf Mutala, I had an, a chance later on to meet him. And it was actually uh, far more Mubarak opportunity uh, than Azhar Academy, even though Azhar Academy is a great place too in London. Uh, check out their bookstore, check out their uh, institution, mashallah. Um, I had an opportunity in Hajj and uh, uh, Mufti Abdurrahman was going to meet him. And so I just kind of tagged along with him. God bless Mufti Saab. I've tagged along and uh, bothered him in a number of different interesting and wonderful continents of this world. And so he introduced me to uh, Sheikh Yusuf Mutala. And surprisingly, uh, uh, Sheikh Yusuf, who apparently doesn't, isn't very verbose in his talking with people, uh, he and I had, had quite a long and a very interesting and informal uh, discussion. Well, informal for him. For me, I, I usually am scared the daylights out of when sitting in front of the Mashaikh, not to say something particularly more stupid than the normal things that I say. Um, but even I surprise myself from time to time. But at any rate, mashallah, he, he opened up and told me a lot of different uh, interesting things, many of which I won't mention to you right now. Uh, but uh, uh, it, it, was a, it was a wonderful and graceful meeting. Uh, obviously, Mulana Yusuf, he passed away not too long ago uh, in Toronto in the path of Allah Ta'ala, far from his home uh, uh, in the service of deen. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make his grave a garden from the gardens of paradise and fill it with nur. Uh, and like that, everybody who, uh, everybody who died on iman, and like that, everybody from the ulama and mashaykh of this uh, noble tariq, and from, from them, all of those who passed away far from their homes in the service of the deen of Allah ta'ala. Uh, but at any rate, mashallah, Hazrat Shaykh, he's known both by his works that he's authored uh, and as well uh, by the the, the people who uh, he made. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala uh, give us that the color of that dye should also splash onto our clothes and we should be colored in it uh, as well even though um, by makan and zaman, by time and place, we've been separated uh, from him uh, so far. A particularly interesting book that he wrote, by the way, is his Apiti, his autobiography, which is in six volumes. Uh, the first five volumes are translated in English and sold separately. Uh, and uh, the sixth volume, which is in particular about Suluk and about the Sawuf, uh, I think the translators stayed away from it because they may have feared that the English-speaking audience wouldn't have an appetite for it. Um, I found it in South Africa translated, and I bought it, and it really is, uh, that's, you know, 
the whole thing is wonderful, but it, it's, it really is like there's a lot of khair and barakah in it. Uh, and, uh, you know, much like many, sadly, many of the ulama of Deoband in the subcontinent, those people who undertook translations of their works have not been very good at what they did. And they didn't do it with ihsan, and they did it with a type of unprofessionalism, uh, which uh, fills my heart with anger. Uh, and uh, um, it's really sad, and there's no justification for it. It's not right. However, mashallah, the translations of the, the, the two chapters, or the two uh, different volumes, one through five, and then volume six of the Abbiti of Hazrat Sheikh uh, uh, A-A-P-B-E-E-T-I, which I think it's actually sold under that name even in, in the English translation, Abbiti. Um, those, really, those are actually really decent translations. They're not flawless or of like the A-list uh, variety, but they are, they're pretty good given the difficulty of translating such works, and they're definitely good enough that if the reader wants to find the, the khair in it, the good in it, they will find it. Uh, and I do recommend that you uh, uh, grab and read those books. You might find yourself uh, not able to put them down. Uh, that's how interest, interesting they are. But uh, for now, back to the Tazkirah Mashaykh Chisht and the discussion about the Khulafa Rashidun, the Khulafa of the Messenger of Allah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Hazrat Shaykh uh, in translation, says, Since this treatise is a book about the lives of the Silsila Chishtiya, uh, the logical demand is to narrate the life of Sayyidina Ali after the Messenger of Allah وسلم, because in this Silsila, Sayyidina Ali's name appears after that of the Nabi Akram. Uh, Nevertheless, something of the lives of the other Khulafa Rashidin will be presented here because in reality, the tadhkira uh, and the mention of the Khulafa Rashidun is necessary, uh, a necessary addendum to the tadhkira of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam. In fact, it is the closing chapter of the discussion of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam's life. Again, this is a very Sunni uh, idea uh, that even the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wasallam in the Sahih Hadith, uh, uh, he, he mentions, Alaykum bi sunnati wa sunnati al Khulafa Rashidin al Mahdiyin. That as if the Sunnah of the Khulafa Rashidun is an extension of the Sunnah of the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam. As the Sheikh continues, uh, according to some Mashaykh, the three Khulafa radiyallahu anhum play an important role in the spiritual and moral excellences of Sayyidina Ali radiyallahu anhu himself, uh, uh, the head of the Tariqah. Furthermore, these Mashaykh also narrate the mediums of the Khulafa Rashidun. In the uh, four uh, major chains of Tasawwuf, there are four major chains of Tasawwuf in the Indian subcontinent, and that's what he's talking about. Not to say that there are only four tariqahs in the entire world. Uh, the Qadiriya, Chishtiya, Suhrwardiya, and Naqshbandiya. Um, it is therefore considered appropriate to present brief discussions of the three Khulafa before commencing uh, the name sequence of this treatise, meaning the sequence of the Mashaykh as they appear on the Shajara Mubaraka uh, uh, of the Tariqah Chishtiya. Uh, I'll add that uh, many hadith are narrated, uh, even in the world of hadith, many hadith are narrated through different routes. And the only, only route or the only tariq or the only uh, isnad names that are mentioned are the ones that are the shortest. Because if you narrate who learned what from who, um, Practically, it will make the chains of narration long and it will make the 
books of hadith even longer and more uh, burden cumbersome to memorize and narrate. So for that reason, there's an idea in Isnad called Ulu that uh, if you read something from somebody um, and then you know you had an opportunity to hear it from that person's sheikh or from their sheikh's sheikh, then when you narrate the hadith onward, you won't mention who you learned it from. And if you learned it from your sheikh's sheikh, or if you heard it from your sheikh's sheikh, you won't even mention his sheikh. You'll just cut to, you'll just cut to the, the slowest, uh, uh, the, the, sorry, the shortest uh, uh, path uh, to the source. And that's what happens. Otherwise, the tariqah, all of the turuqah are through the four khulafa rashidun. The actual transference of the nisbah from one person to another, it's actually through the Khulafa Rashidun and it's through a number of other people whose names are not mentioned here. It's through a number of other people whose names are not mentioned here. I'll go out on a limb and say that every single one of the Turuq also is transmitted through the four uh, Imams of the four Madhabs at the very least and a number of other prominent ulama and scholars and mashaykh and Imams of the Ahlul Bayt uh, uh, and uh, other awliya but because of the need for ulu, the need to shorten the chains of narration, um, those names are omitted. But just because they're omitted from mention, it doesn't mean that they're not there, that the nisbah and the secret and the sir that Allah Ta'ala uh, powers this deen through, uh, that it didn't go through a longer and more interesting route uh, than the one that's mentioned on paper. Sayyidina Abu Bakr Sadiq radiallahu ta'ala anhu, after the passing of the Messenger of Allah وسلم, his vicegerency in every respect devolved to Abu Bakr Siddiq By virtue of the oath of allegiance of the Muhajirin and the Ansar, he was appointed uh, Khalifa. While Quranic verses allude to Sayyidina Abu Bakr's Khilafah, the hadith of the Prophet وسلم, uh, in uh, regards to this are clear in their meaning. Uh, Allah uh, and the believers refuse to accept anybody but Abu Bakr is explicit on the issue of Abu Bakr's succession. The most important consideration in this regard is the total accord between the hearts of Rasulullah and that of Abu Bakr Siddiq. Uh, this has been clearly stated by Hafiz ibn Hajar rahimahullah, in his Lami' volume 2 page 452. I don't know which print it is however. Uh, numerous incidents bear testimony to the mutual accord and unity between their hearts. Uh, for example, the anecdote of uh, uh, Abu al-Hathim's uh, invitation, uh, which had already been explained a few pages earlier. Also on the occasion of Hudaybiyah, the answers which Abu Bakr Siddiq gave to the questions of Sayyidina Umar were the same as those uh, uh, given by Rasulullah although he, Abu Bakr Siddiq anhu, was not aware thereof. Regarding the captives of Badr, the opinion of Abu Bakr Siddiq who also conformed to the opinion of Rasulullah i.e. that they should be not executed. The descriptions of Sayyidina Abu Bakr Siddiq who given by, given by uh, uh, Ibn uh, Dughunna conforms to uh, the description of Rasulullah given by Sayyidina Khadija Again, this is something that uh, it's mentioned, it's mentioned in the hadith of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam that when uh, Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam and Sayyidina Abu Bakr Siddiq radiallahu anhu uh, were coming uh, in the home stretch to Medina Munawwara uh, during the Hijrah, uh, the, P, the Ansar couldn't tell who was who. And it wasn't until uh, they saw the Muhajirun crowding around Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam and they saw Sayyidina Abu Bakr Siddiq radiallahu ta'ala anhu opening up 
his shawl uh, to shade the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam that they, they knew now who is Abu Bakr and who is uh, the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And uh, this is something, nisba ilqa'i, uh, uh, that, that's mentioned by the Sufis that sometimes when nisba between two people uh, becomes very strong, they start to look like each other even though they may look physically nothing like each other, but there's some uncanny resemblance between them even though their color might be different that they may be uh, their physical uh, uh, disposition may be different uh, their hair may be different uh, so many things may be different but there's some sort of um, quintessential similarity uh, that people start to notice between them to the point where they they can't tell them apart uh, in certain cases In addition to these clear indications uh, of his succession, Sayyidina Abu Bakr Siddiq radiallahu ta'ala, his khilafat was established by the popular bay'ah uh, and taking of the oath of allegiance of the companions uh, with him after the passing of uh, Nabi Akram sallallahu alayhi wasallam. Akram meaning most honored Nabi sallallahu alayhi wasallam. According to the most authoritative version, his name was Abdullah. Uh, during the uh, time of Jahiliyyah, his name was Abdul Ka'bah. Uh, some say his name was Atiq. However, the uh, uh, reliable version is that Atiq was his uh, title, it was his laqab. Um, and the Rasul changed his name from Abdul Ka'bah to Abdullah. Uh, his genealogical tree is as follows Abdullah ibn Abi Quhafa, ibn Amir, ibn Amr, ibn Ka'b, ibn Tamim, ibn Murrah, ibn Ka'b, ibn Uluway. Ibn Ghalib al-Qarshi al-Taymi. The lineage of Sayyidina Abu Bakr Siddiq radiallahu anhu meets uh, uh, with that of the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa with the person of Murrat ibn Ka'b. The name of his father, Abu Quhafa, was Uthman, uh, uh, who embraced Islam in the eighth year of the Nubu'ah of the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa at the age of 90. Sayyidina Abu Bakr Siddiq radiallahu anhu was known by a variety of titles. According to Sayyidina Aisha radiallahu ta'ala anha, while the house folk would call him Abdullah, he was generally, generally known by the title of Atiq. Some people say he was called Atiq because of his handsomeness. Others say on the account of his eagerness for virtue, he was given the name Atiq. Another view is because his lineage was uh, free from the slightest blemish. Uh, according to the narration of Tirmidhi, the reason uh, uh, for his title of Atiq was the uh, announcement of his salvation from the hellfire. Uh, that Atiq and Atiq have a connection with them, with, with one another more, uh, uh, sorry, uh, uh, in terms of the root, uh, the root letters of, of, of both words. His famous title, however, is a Siddiq. There's a difference of opinion regarding the occasion uh, uh, in which he was rewarded or awarded this title. So Siddiq is a fa'al mubalagha of Sidq, the person who is innervately and through and through, inside out, uh, uh, true. True in every, every uh, uh, sense of the word. He's the true faith to one, uh, the one who carries the emphatic state of veracity. 
According to some, he was known by this blessed title even during the days of Jahiliyyah because of his outstanding qualities of truthfulness. However, the well-known version is that on the occasion of the Mi'raj, when the Rasul ascended to heaven, the Messenger of Allah was apprehensive about people acknowledging the truth of this miraculous journey. Um, Jibreel uh, assured the Messenger of Allah that Abu Bakr will acknowledge its truth because he is uh, the Siddiq. Uh, in the uh, in a work, I don't know, some of these translations, sometimes the transliterations are so garbled it's difficult to tell what, he, what, the, uh, what book is being quoted, but in one of the books about the Khulafa, it's recorded the, the narration of the Mustadrak of Imam Hakim in which uh, uh, Nazal bin Sabra said, we asked Ali radiallahu anhu regarding Abu Bakr Siddiq radiallahu anhu. He said he is a man uh, who was given the title of Siddiq by Allah via the agency of Sayyidina Jibreel alayhi salam and the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wasallam. In Salat, he was the representative of the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wasallam, meaning he was the one that everybody knew that when the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wasallam was unable to uh, lead the prayer, he was the one who was deputed for it. The man who the Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam would choose for our deen, we chose him uh, for our dunya, meaning for the khilafah. According to Tabarani, Hakim bin Sa'ad uh, Sa narrated that Sayyidina Ali anhu took the took an oath that the title Siddiq was revealed uh, by Allah uh, from the heavens uh, for Abu Bakr, which itself is a great honor. Abu Bakr's acceptance of Islam. Amongst the first persons to accept Islam was Abu Bakr Siddiq, may Allah Ta'ala be pleased with him. When he presented himself to the Nabi Akram Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam for accepting Islam, he did not request for any miracle to be displayed. He only asked about the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam's prophethood and immediately accepted Islam. According to the Nabi Akram Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, he had discerned a degree of uncertainty in everyone who he had presented Islam to, save Abu Bakr who accepted Islam without the slightest of hesitation. In the inceptional stage of Islam, the Sahaba Kiram Anhum concealed their deen because of the oppression and the persecution of the Kuffar. When the number of Muslims numbered 39, Abu Bakr Siddiq radiallahu anhu requested permission to propagate Islam publicly. After persisting with his re request, the most honored Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa consented. Taking a small group with him, Sayyidina Abu Bakr Siddiq radiallahu anhu went to the house of Allah, to the Kaaba, and delivered a khutbah. This was the very first khutbah in Islam. Although his prominence and honor were accepted in the community, as he commenced his khutbah, he was so severely assaulted that his face was dyed red with his blood. His nose, ears, etc. were badly wounded. It was difficult to recognize him. He was beaten, pushed, and kicked. They did with him whatever they had desired. The severity of the assault rendered him unconscious. His tribesmen brought him home uh, where he uh, revived during the evening. He came back to consciousness that evening. The first words that came from his lips was, How, how is Muhammad On hearing these words, those who were caring for him left. They were astonished and angered because of his devotion for a man who was indirectly the cause for the calamity which he had suffered. This is non-Muslim relatives. 
His mother, Um Khair, insisted that he partake of some food and drink, but he took an oath that as long as he had not seen the Messenger of Allah وسلم, he would neither eat nor drink. After the greater part of the night had passed and all was quiet, he went to Rasulullah and cried profusely. And so did the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wasallam. The Sahaba radiallahu anhum too broke down with grief and were in tears. In this meeting, Abu Bakr Siddiq radiallahu anhu requested that Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam make dua for the guidance of his mother. The dua was made and she embraced Islam the very same day. So you see, mashallah, uh, people who, uh, whatever, like to quote, like to quote Rumi quotes, on, you know, fake Rumi quotes on, on Facebook or whatever with weird memes of God knows what, butterflies and unicorns or whatever in the background. Um, even the real Rumi quotes that have full, uh, uh, that, that are, have full authenticity and are accompanied with their Persian original uh, where did the Mashaykh later learn how to uh, show love? They didn't learn from anywhere else except for the Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam and his Mubarak companions radiallahu ta'ala anhum. And so you know, mashallah, Mawlana Rumi himself uh, uh, was a descendant of Sayyidina Abu Bakr siddiq a separate volume is required uh, to record the life story of Sayyidina Abu Bakr Siddiq, the Siddiq Akbar, the greatest of the saints and the true faith ones. Irrespective of the brevity of the biography one wishes to write, how then is it possible to write comprehensively on even one aspect in these few pages? The fact of him being the first to accept Islam is of the greatest uh, significance. This act of his requires considerable elaboration. Then there is the episode of his contemplated migration to Abyssinia. He set out with this intention, but was uh, uh, met along the way by Ibn Dughunna, who uh, persuaded him to return. He said, a man of your caliber can neither be expelled nor leave of his own accord. You are the source of livelihood of the destitute, meaning you're the one who uh, gives to the poor. Uh, you are uh, kind to family members, you lift the burden of people, you are hospitable and you aid others in, in their affairs. And uh, this is one thing, you know, we mentioned it in one of the previous, uh, in one of the previous majalis, that uh, uh, this hawan, this hawan, this lack of respect that, that, those people who are currently deprived from uh, connection with the higher realm treat the Ahlullah and the, the people of nobility with. That they're the types of people that, you know, they're only concerned with their own like rat race type of concerns. And so a person of great spiritual grace might come past them. And uh, they don't see any value in that person. In fact, they oftentimes, when their attention is brought to that, that reality, they get annoyed. They're like a, a person who, you know, finds a, finds a, uh, like a, like a hundred thousand dollar Rolex uh, somewhere and then takes it to the pawn shop 
and the pawn shop, uh, uh, you know, he says, okay, well, will you give me $100 for it? The owner of the pawn shop says, look, let's go across the street to the, uh, you know, to the Rolex shop and they'll appraise it. It may be worth even more. And uh, this person is so stingy and so closed-minded. He says, stop wasting my time. Are you going to give me the 100 or not? Because if you're not, then like, uh, you know, he tells them off. Why? Because he doesn't understand the, the value of what's there. So if you're doing something good and other people treat you like garbage, that's not anything wrong with you. That's their own deprivation that their supply of nur from the higher realm has been cut off. Don't worry about it. Go about your business. And know that everyone, people better than you and people better than me have been treated this way before. The Sayyidina Abu Bakr Siddiq who his own tribesmen, they withdrew tribal protection to the point where he was one of the most noble and beloved people of Quraysh. And um, his tribe withdrew protection from him to the point where he was basically uh, being taken pot shots at open season in Makkah Mukarramah. And he had to, uh, you know, make the intention to leave. And a foreigner, a person from another tribe who knew Sayyidina Abu Bakr Siddiq radiallahu anhu in Jahiliyyah, who himself was not even a Muslim at this time, uh, um, he himself had to recognize that what's, what is this craziness? Like, this is like the best person I know. How could you, uh, how could you do something about him? And he, he announced in front of the, uh, the people uh, in the Kaaba that uh, I take him under my protection and whoever messes with him, he messes with my tribe. And uh, it's a kind gesture. It's a kind gesture for sure. Uh, however, the truth of the matter was that, uh, you know, from the moment that Allah Ta'ala decreed uh, before he created the heavens and the earth in his, uh, in his primordial and his primordially pre-existent knowledge that, uh, uh, that this, this one would be the, the, the companion and the beloved of the Messenger of Allah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, he had a protection greater than that of any of the tribes of the Arabs. And uh, whoever sees it, sees it. Whoever is blind to it will be blind to it. A day will come, Allah Ta'ala will show everybody. Until then, if a person has something great, you don't need to show off to the creation. Just go about your business and don't let your feelings get hurt when there are some blind people who are unable to uh, appreciate that. Referring to Sayyidina Abu Bakr Siddiq radiallahu anhu, the Quran says, he was the second of two, thani ithnaini idhuma fil ghar. Uh, the second of two when they were in the cave when he said to his companions do not grieve indeed Allah is with us the companionship of Abu Bakr Siddiq عنه, with the messenger of Allah وسلم, is confirmed absolutely by this ayah of the Quran every word of this Quranic statement attests to the lofty status of Abu Bakr Siddiq there are numerous conspicuous evidences confirming his love and devotion for the Messenger of Allah وسلم, His migration to Medina Tayyibah in the company of the Messenger of Allah وسلم, is very significant. Uh, what then can one say and write about his excellences? In Surah Al-Layl are the praises of the one who spends in the path of Allah Ta'ala. Uh, uh, um, وَمَا لَهُمْ وَمَا مِنْ أَحَدٍ عِنْدَهُ نِعْمَةً تُجْزَى إِلَّا بْتِغَاءَ وَجْهِ رَبِّهِ لَأَعْلَى That he's described as being that nobody has any ni'mah or blessing that will ever be sufficient for him uh, as a recompense except for the, the seeking of Allah Ta'ala's pleasure 
uh, and the day that he gets it, he'll be, that's the day he'll be pleased. Uh, and he's given the glad tidings uh, and the happiness and the glad tidings of Jannah. So inshallah, being, uh, being at about the half an hour mark, I think this is a good place to leave off inshallah for tomorrow. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give us tawfiq to make good use of the rest of this Friday and the rest of this Ramadan and the rest of this life, the couple of breaths that we have left. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala uh, forgive us our shortcomings and overlook our faults and uh, even, even those good deeds that we were supposed to do beautifully that we kind of did a, a slack job on. Allah ta'ala forgive us and overlook those faults and give us as if we did what we were supposed to do the way we were supposed to do it and not how we did it. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala like this all the days of our life. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala shore up whatever shortfall we have in our accounts by the barakah of al-mar'u ma'aman ahabba, by the barakah of the statement of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam that a person will be with the one that, that he loves. And Allah ta'ala made it so easy because the pious and the righteous and the awliya and the Sahaba Kiram radiallahu anhum and the Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa and the Anbiya Kiram alayhim salatu wasalam Allah made it so easy because they're people, it's so, they were so beautiful uh, it's very difficult not to love them May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala dye our hearts in the color of their love and uh, make that uh, what saves us in this world and hereafter Wa sallallahu ta'ala rasulihi sayyidina Muhammad wa ala alihi wa sahbihi ajma'in Uh, والسلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته